Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to, I guess, what we will call the second season of the Hawksman TV podcast. I'm your host, Mac, and I am so excited to get back into this with you guys. Not only another season of this podcast, another year of Hawksman TV, but another season of Hawks basketball that will surely be better than the last, right? That's how we're feeling, at least. So um, I'm so pumped to be, be doing this again with you guys and could not be more excited for this season. Uh, this summer, you know, some big things happened with, with Hawksman TV, Con- at least continued big things at that. We were able to attend Media Day again, as you guys saw. Alex and I both attended. Um, so that's what this episode is really going to be about, just a little recap of Media Day, all the questions that we asked, how we kind of broke down the answers and, and the responses from the coaches, uh, you know, Coach Coach Schneider, uh, Landry Fields, and all the players, um, and just, you know, kind of breaking down how we, we felt and how, how cool it was of an experience and, and all that good stuff. So um, before we get into it, though, as I just mentioned, Alex and I were there. So I do want to give a quick shout out to Alex. Alex uh, is a dear friend of mine and not just a dear friend of mine, but I, I guess a business partner at this point with Hawks Fan TV. Uh, you know, this is something that, you know, you know, AJ, myself, Mikey and Hassan, we have certainly helped grow the brand at this point, but Alex started this on his own and um, deserves a ton of credit for, for what we've been able to grow. So just want to give my, my main man, Alex, a shout out and uh, you know, the sky's the limit, man. So let's keep doing it. Um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into it because got a lot of things to recap and don't want to have too long of an episode for you guys here. Uh, first, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll recap the first thing that happened at media day. Um, and that was how, it felt walking in and how it felt getting that little lanyard right there with my name on it and everything. And man, it was just, it's this moment of, uh, it felt very surreal, but also at the same time, very earned and deserved, uh, you know, Alex and I and AJ as well, we've all put in a lot of work to, uh, be able to attend something like that. So it was, it was a very, very awesome feeling, you know, walking around, seeing all the, you know, the Quint Snyder getting interviewed as soon as we walk in and, you know, obviously the players come out pretty soon after that. And, you know, Alex actually tweeted this from the main account and, and I got to, you know, follow up and attest to it. You know, these guys, they're they're so much bigger than you realize when you're standing next to them in person. Like, uh, you know, um, I'm not exactly a small guy. I, I am right under 6'4", 250 pounds. And, you know, uh, Trey Young was was basically like look, looked the same size as me, if not bigger, when I was standing right next to him. So... You know, it's just wild to think that, you know, me, myself, when I, I am out in public with the general public, at least I am more on the larger side. But then when I'm standing around NBA players, I look like a, a shrimp. So um, just just always wild to remember how big these guys are and, um, you know, just what, you know, physical specimens most most of them are. So it's it's it, it was so incredible to just experience that and. Obviously, you know, uh, pretty quickly we get into to, to the nitty gritty of it, man. You know, Landry came on at 10 a.m. and we got into it. He uh, actually, you know, had an opening statement and uh, we'll actually go ahead and listen to that opening statement now. You're sitting up here than last, um, which I'm sure we will get into. But where I want to start is just kind of in reflection of the last few years. Uh, this is starting my fourth season with the organization and just some some ups some downs and whatnot and now sitting in this seat and having the privilege to be here in this role really it started with the question started the question of what does it mean to be a hawk and what are some elements and things that we can look at in order for us to continuously move forward in a way that's sustainable 
in a way where there's an identity that's tied to who we are. And for us, like it was, it was really about taking a few moments and, and asking more and more questions. And ultimately we landed with a shared vision. And that vision has informed a lot of our decision-making. And some of those key elements of answering the question of what it means to be a hawk has everything to do with alignment and communication with uh, key stakeholders. Um, we brought in Quinn Snyder, who's been unbelievable for us in implementing a new system and sharing the same vision, um, adding some things culturally that we want to do, having a strong emphasis on development, and that's not just you know, on the court, it's really off the court as well, and who these guys are, to bring a unifying effort, to really stress the factors of team, of commitment to one another, and sacrificing where we need to sacrifice in order for us to really harp on the fact that the whole is greater than the sum. Everyone has an individual part to play and everyone needs to do what they need to do, but we need to do that in a unifying effort towards our ultimate vision of being championship caliber. And so far we've done a lot of, a lot of really good work um, leading back to basically last year with the half year that Quinn had. Uh, some new staff, um, some new players, a lot of the same players as well and really bringing that alignment, not just to the coaches, but to the front office and our performance staff and how that's shaping up and everything developmental that we need to do there. Guys taking care of their bodies, but then also progressing them towards being the best version of themselves. And that's a common theme and a common phrase that we say a lot. So there's a lot of excitement um, for this season, for, for everything that's new and partnering with people that love their craft. At the end of the day is really what we're about. So with that, take any questions yeah so uh you know his opening statement I, I have to admit I do feel like it was a little more vague and a little more broad than maybe I would have hoped but I do think that was probably a little intentional on his part I don't think you know the nature of what his position is for the Hawks being the general manager and just kind of how things are these days I don't think you want to give out you know the secret formula or anything like that uh, so I wasn't too bothered by the fact that it was a little vague. Um, you know, he still said some things I liked. I, I will say when he said, you know, the question of what it means to be a hog, I, I think I would have liked for him to go into a little more detail of what exactly that means. Again, I think he was a little vague in his description of that. But again, I do think that was probably rather intentional on his part. So again, I, I don't, I don't see any real issue with it. It's, it's just kind of, you know, how how the nature of being an NBA GM has has got to go at times. But again, he still said a lot of things that I really did like. I think most notably, um, you know, when he said that this new regimen is going to have a strong emphasis on development. I don't think that was necessarily a shot at the previous regimen, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll just say it, it. It was something that Nate and his staff, they weren't necessarily shy about. They were open about the fact that they weren't necessarily there to be developing these young guys. So the fact that Quinn is there to put an emphasis on development, I think us as Hawks fans, we have to, you know, love how refreshing that that is going to be for not only us as fans, but them as players as well. You know, he said they also really want to emphasize um, development on the court and off the court, uh, which, which I love. Again, you know, I, I feel like that's got to be an answer that you say, you know, in today's uh, you know, social climate, not, not social climate, but just atmosphere behind running a sports team. You know, that, that is something that you have to say, you got to care about these guys off the field, off the court as well. Um, whereas maybe 30, 40 years ago, they didn't and they were maybe even blatant about that. The fact that they didn't, um, you know, so I get that now, but I, I, I believe it 
because you know with with Quinn I just I I I get a sense that it wasn't they didn't just hire him because of his you know his coaching IQ and basketball IQ but also what he can provide for them as a sense of leadership for you know for the most part still a team of you know pretty relatively young men you know so it's 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 something that I I I really loved that he he said that and again you know I I wish it I wish his you know opening statement would have said a little bit more but at the end of the day I I understand that it is going to be a little vague and um that's just kind of how it goes but uh you know for the most part I I think he still said some pretty good things and you know just made me that much more excited for the season so um but now we'll actually get into the questions that we asked them we got uh, basically one question for for almost everybody, so we'll we'll, we'll get through these uh, as quick as we can. Uh, this first question was for Landry Fields. It was you know he was still up at the podium, um, and this question was really just about uh, any rumors around a potential player, uh, a player that maybe we've talked about on this podcast before. So uh, here here's that question that we had for Landry. Landry, there was a lot of smoke and rumors around a particular player that we were going after uh, in Pascal Siakam. What is your response to, to those rumors? Uh, sort of similar to the last question, I, we're always going to be looking at opportunities to up, improve this roster. And whenever there's guys that have their names in the mix, you know, sometimes it just it just is what it is, and you know, you don't really have to address anything because. That's the nature of the NBA. But then there's other times where if there's things that come up, we do do a good job of communicating with the players and their agents saying, hey, this has come up right now. Could be something, could be nothing. But more than anything, we don't want you to be blindsided if something were to happen. Because in this day and age, I mean, how fast you guys learn certain things is quicker than what we do at times. So um, that's the approach that we take in those certain scenarios. So yeah, again, I I admit I think his answer was a little vague, but again, that is just the nature of his position. He probably can't give out too much information on what he's actually trying to do um, with that, especially when you know maybe it's still in the works and he's not you know trying to you know say it's been done or whatever it is or we're we're getting that deal done and you know maybe rub the Raptors the wrong way or, or whatever it may be right. So I, again, I probably would have liked for him to go into a little bit more detail, but at the end of the day, admittedly, I understand the vagueness behind his answer, you know, but hey, it is what it is. But I, I will say I really did like him mentioning how, you know, they'll reach out to the the GM of the other team or maybe even the player to let them know that there could potentially be something happening, even the, you know, the Hawks player as well, because, you know, they quote unquote don't want to blindside them. And that's something that, you know, again, I think it, you know, that may be customary for NBA GMs at this point. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but it was still nice to hear that our GM is the type of guy that wouldn't, you know, just up and trade somebody in the middle of the night, uh, you know, kind of like what happened in Milwaukee. You know, we saw recently with Drew Holiday get, getting traded and his wife coming out and having that post, you know, I, I think, that was one of those kind of reminders of, you know, these these are not only just, you know, real people, but in often scenarios have families, too, that will be affected by these business decisions that these GMs make. So I I got to admit, I think that was pretty awesome for him to say that, you know, he's going to reach out to them well before anything happens. So they, you know, at least know that, A, it could happen and B, that if it does happen, they were like, OK, well, you know, we, we knew the potential of this. So, um 
you know, I just thought that was really cool of Landry. I also thought it was cool. I kind of gave the media a little bit of shout out how, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're breaking these stories quicker than they can. Um, well, at least getting the news before they can. So I just thought that was kind of, kind of cool too. Um, we'll move on though. Uh, the next, next guy at the podium uh, for, for the whole day was Big Shock here, the head coach, Quinn Snyder. Uh, Quinn was awesome. He just seems like such a people person and uh, was very talkative in the most positive way. You know what I mean? He, his, his answers were very thoughtful and, and very, um, you know, had, had a lot of substance behind them. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to everybody's questions for Quinn and even the one that we had for him, which was really just about, you know, what does he do for, you know, keeping focus during a long road trip? And here is that question. Early in the season where we'll play uh, 10 to 12 games on the road. So I'm curious, what do you do as a coach to help keep focus mentally and physically when a team is on a long road trip like that? You know, yeah, every it's, I, I I don't want to sound like I'm avoiding what you're what you're asking. I, I think every trip is is a little different, even the way it's structured. You know, you're going to handle a back to back on the road differently than you'll handle you know you know two days off. You know, it, it may be a situation where you know your team you feel fatigue start to set in, and you, you know we'll have a, a blackout day. We call it where all the lights are off, and you're you're not at the gym. You know, and guys need to just go do what they want to do, go to dinner, hang out, stay in your hotel room. You know, sometimes that's, you need that. Other times you may need to get in the gym. Other times you might need to watch film, you know. Um, there, there's rest, can, there's so many different things you're trying to balance. Um, and the road kind of accentuates everything. You know, it, it, it lends it dramatizes different things, but that can also be like, that can be an opportunity, you know? And I think, you know, going through road trips, you hear a lot sometimes, you know, hey, we went through this road trip and it kind of brought our team together. We went through this road trip and it really split our team apart. So I think being mindful of that as a coach, um, you know, and just a lot of this is just trying to keep a, a pulse of your team and you may not have all the answers. Certainly don't have them ahead of time. I haven't really given you any good ones, right? Maybe a day off. Um, but I think if you think about those things, you figure out, you know, how can we impact? How can we help? How can we facilitate? Um, how can we stay together? How can we get better? So, yeah, I, I actually think, you know, he was a little bit of the opposite of Landry here, where I don't think he was very big. I think he gave, you know, actually some specific examples. And I honestly loved his answer. I I wasn't incredibly shocked by his answer. I don't know if shocked is even the right word that I'm thinking of here. But, you know, it, his answer was certainly like, yeah, you know, I, I had a feeling it was probably something along those lines. But, you know, just the idea of him covering, you know, that road trips can make or break a team. They can, you know, bring everybody together because everybody was able to bond or they can tear apart the team because, you know, you have to be in these at times isolated scenarios with your teammates and you basically can't stand the guys and it just kind of comes to surface during that, right? Uh, so I think that was really cool. I think also, you know, during his answer, I kind of got this not only from from the answer he had for us, but for, for all the answers that he had. I'm kind of getting uh, that he's the, the NBA's Andy Reid. And what I'm getting by that is that Quinn seems to be the type of guy that really lets – his guys be themselves, right? You know, let that let them have their personalities and let them 
you know, have their own interests. And on a road trip, as as you could, you know, hear in his answers, it it it, it comes out in that, you know, maybe one guy or a group of guys need to go to the gym on their day off and continue, you know, keeping that motor going or work on part of their game that maybe they think is, you know, a little bit squeaky or whatnot. Maybe some guys need to just kind of feel like a normal human being for the day and kind of just, you know, maybe go to the mall, you know, do a little bit of shopping, maybe see a movie afterwards and, and hit up a restaurant with a teammate or two, or, or maybe their significant other and, you know, just kind of relax in that way. Or maybe it's even that, you know, this person is a little more introverted and um, I, I kind of honestly get DeAndre vibes from, from his, this answer, but maybe, maybe they need to just spend the day alone in the hotel room and maybe there's a video game that they enjoy playing and they just play that all day. Right. Uh, so I think that was awesome where, you know, maybe before it was that I don't even care on your day off. You all got to be here. You got to be doing this, you know, letting everybody be themselves is something that, you know, we've seen with the, the chiefs in the NFL that, you know, it can produce a, a championship winning team. So, you know, just thought that was cool. You know, there, there were, there were a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cool parts about his answer, you know, the, the blackout days where all the lights are turned off. Um, I think that's, <laughs> you know, when, 2023 got to be pretty hard at times, but, uh, you know, still, still a cool idea of just, you know, sometimes you got to completely disconnect and shut off, um, especially when you're going through the the rigor of a, of an NBA season. So, so I, I loved his answer. I honestly thought his answer <laughs> almost could have been better, uh, but I, I loved it. And we all, we all need to be really excited for what Quinn Snyder is going to do for this team. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, but speaking of DeAndre, during that answer, that's a perfect segue in our next one. And I'm guessing some of you guys have probably seen this video so far as it was posted by Alex on the main account. And, uh, you know, I'm sure at some point it's probably going to be memed or, you know, stitched or something uh, at, at some point in the season, especially if he doesn't do well. Uh, but, you know, we'll go ahead and run this clip again just in case you guys haven't seen it. Dre, uh, a lot of us are excited from these off-season workout videos that you've been posting. It looks like you've been working on your handles and your shooting. Uh, what's the biggest thing that you've worked on the most uh, that we can expect going into next season? I didn't work on anything. <laughs> That's all I got. So yeah, I uh, that was that was uh quite the answer, right? It was nine words, literally nine words. Um. It was admittedly a little awkward after it happened, as you guys can definitely pick up on in the video. Um, you know, it's I, I have to say, you know, I it, it, I guess in that sense, it kind of bothered me because it's not like Alex was asking this pressing question or, you know, setting him up to say something that he shouldn't say. Like, I mean, I remember saying to Alex after he got off the podium, I was like, man, you tossed him a softball. Um so admittedly, it was a little disappointing that his answer was so short. And, uh, you know, I, I, I saw people online saying, oh, go, he's just being sarcastic. And he certainly could have been, you know, I, I don't know him well enough to say like, oh, yeah, I know, dude, he's a jokester. He, he's always being sarcastic. Um, but, you know, his his shortness with it and, you know, just the pure awkwardness behind it, man, it was just weird. And, um, you know, it's. He definitely gave us his shortest answer, probably, but it's not like any answer he gave to anybody was, you know, very well thought out or, or very lengthy in a response. Um, it was uh, kind of just a weird experience and all, you know, there was uh, like I remember 
someone asked after I got done there, like, was there anybody that you felt like was just kind of, you know, not what you were expecting at all? And I mean, I wasn't expecting Dre to get up there and, you know, you know, have a stand up bit or something. But man, it was, it was just kind of weird. And combined with his uh, the I, I'm sure a lot of you guys saw it too the the first day of school photo where it's got his name on it, his best friend on the team and all that. And he just put not applicable. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe DeAndre Hunter won't be an Atlanta Hawk by the end of the year. So we'll we'll see what happens on that. But regardless you know, a, a little, a, a decently weird experience <laughs> when he was up there. Um, but yeah, moving on to an experience that was wonderful. Uh, and I knew it would be because this guy is a fan favorite. He's a, he's a favorite of mine and that is under the bogey. Uh, and I asked him a question about his new contract and his answer is just one that I think all Hawks fans should just absolutely love. So we'll go ahead and play that right now. But he asked me that in the World Cup as well, and, and I said uh, this is the first team, um, you know, since Partizan, since my first team, that I stayed four years. Uh, so I'm really excited uh, for what's up next. I'm really happy to be here. You know, I didn't know much about Atlanta before I came here. Now, when I go back to Serbia, I start to miss it, uh, really. Um, and I love it here. So I hope, hopefully I stay here, you know, till, till the end. Oh my gosh. How could you not love that answer? You know, him, him saying that, you know, it's the longest team he's ever played on, you know, by, by, by the time this contract is done with. So obviously it's got a special place in his heart and my gosh, you know, him saying that when he goes back to Serbia, which is his home home, that he misses Atlanta, his new home. I mean, gosh, man, that just, you know, as as a Atlanta, you know, person born and raised, that 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 just makes me have such pride for our city because, you know, you look at another guy, Nikola Jokic, who's from the same country as as a as a Bogdan Bogdanovich, and that's Serbia, obviously. And, you know, Jokic seems like he can't wait the hell to get out of here once, you know, the season is over with and spends all his time over there and and Bogey, when he goes over there, you know, he misses Atlanta. So I don't know if that's more of a, a testament to um, Jokic and his love of Serbia or the fact that maybe Atlanta's just a better city than Denver. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might go with the latter on that one. Um, but, yeah, no, I just thought that was just so cool, him saying that, you know, he misses Atlanta when he goes back home and that, you know, hopefully he spends the rest of his career here because – uh, you know, he's he's a guy that I love, obviously. I know a lot of people love him as well. But sometimes he can go, you know, uh, a little cold at times. And I, I've seen people on the old Twitters, um, you know, kind of call him out and almost, you know, requested he be traded and, and things like that. But my, my only thing that I'll say to that, I've said it before, too. We go as bogey goes, man. Uh, you know, the 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 times that he drops 20 plus points, you know, I dare you to go look it up. I'm not saying every single time, but when Bogey drops 20 plus points, we win. So that's what I mean when I say we go as Bogey goes. If that guy plays well, I swear we have such a high high percentage of winning the game. Um, and you know whether that's you know middle of the season or postseason. So I uh, love that answer and 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 hope hope he's hope he's right that he gets to stay for a long time. So um, moving on though. This next question is for what arguably is the star of the show. And I, I feel comfortable saying that at this point because, you know, he is a superstar at this point. But that was none other than Trey Young. 
Uh, you know, when he came into the podium, I'll, I'll say two things about him real quick before we get into our question that we had for him. And that was just that one, uh, again, he's just much bigger than I was expecting and, and everything like his shoulders looked big and like his arms were looking bigger. So um, definitely think he's been in the weight room. Uh, but two his like one, I guess three things rather two, he was just very confident, but that was something that I knew was going to be there, but his confidence wasn't like, like made you like him. You know what I mean? Uh, but, but third, like, I, I know this is what the national media wanted to do. Not necessarily the local media as much, but I, I, I was almost admittedly a little intimidated uh, when he first got up there that, you know, he was going to be almost kind of just for lack of a better term here, pissed off by some of the questions maybe even, at times a little a little rude again for lack of a better term there but it was the exact opposite man he was incredibly polite and you know was very genuine with his responses and uh you know i just i don't know man i i that was honestly my biggest takeaway from him I was like man he just seems like such a genuine dude i i can't believe the national media is painting this guy up to seem like he's this you know jerk so um that was really awesome and and i i I even said in our group chat afterwards, I was like, I should have known. You know what I mean? I, so I do apologize, Trey, if you ever hear that. I, I should have known that you were were not a jerk. But, you know, it was it was nice to be able to actually, like, in in real time, you know, physically experience myself. So, uh, but, yeah, no, the question I had for him is, I think, a question where he lit up. And that's asking him about being a being a, a, a very early father here. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll go and roll that clip for you guys. Hey, Trey. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't speak. Right. Yeah. So you've been a father for a little over a year now. Um, have you noticed any similarities to being a dad and being a leader of a team? And has, <laughs> do you feel like it's changed your approach to the game at all? For sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's put things into a different perspective for me. Uh, obviously, like I've, I've grown up, basketball is my all day, every day, and it's important when I lose. I'm so hard on myself. When I play bad, I'm hard on myself. Um, and I feel like everybody should be. Um, but as a dad, like you just certain things matter more, and uh, that ain't that ain't gonna change from what my job is and how important that is to me. But uh, my son is my first most important thing to me right now. I got another one on the way, but uh, so those are the most important things and on, to me for sure. So yeah, I just I absolutely love his response. Uh, not only you know his actual like response, what he says, just his actual like physical response when I ask him, he just lights up uh, and it just starts grinning from ear to ear. And you can just tell being a dad just means so much to him. And um, I just you know I super happy for him and his family and the fact that they have another one on the way. Uh, you can tell Trey is just loving being a dad and I'm um, just super happy for him. Uh, but, you know, the the more basketball side of it, you know, I I figured that was the case. And, you know, he he confirmed it. Right. You know, that his perspective of the game has changed. Everything is a little more important to him. I'm sure his legacy. Right. You know, we use that word a lot in sports. I'm sure his legacy is a lot more important to him right now than maybe it ever has been before. So, uh, you know, I just think we're going to see a lot of big things out of Trey Young over the next year or two. Uh, I mean, I mean, big things, you know, and even past a year or two, but definitely, you know, this this first year or two with him being a dad like this and um, and just excited for it. I will say I felt bad a little bit because I felt like he had to kind of dance around it at times in his answer, because I think he was maybe worried that 
not that I was setting him up to say that he doesn't care about basketball, but I think you could tell as he was saying his answer, you know, he says at one point, like, you know, that's not going to change from what my job is and this most important thing to me, you know, or, or, or whatnot. But, um, you know, like being a dad is still very important to me. Um, you know, I, (laughs) it was one of those, as he's saying, I was like, Hey man, I don't think any, I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, interpreting this as like, Oh man, he cares about his son more than winning. Like, and if anybody does, then, you know, they probably need to not watch sports. Um, I'll just say that. But um, but still loved his answer, loved how much he, he uh, lit up during it, and uh, just excited to see what Trey Young has got for us this upcoming season. Um, but moving on to our next question, another question where the guy lit up when I asked him about them, asked them this question. And big shock here, it was a question about family, and that was none other than A.J. Griffin. Uh, just asked him about what he thought about playing against his dad this upcoming season, and this is what he had to say. Hey, AJ. What's up? <laughs> um, so you play against your dad's Bucks team pretty early in the season. So I'm just, for, I was waiting for this question. <laughs> just, just, just curious, uh, what do you think your emotions are going to be before a game like that, and how bad do you want to beat them? Um, <laughs> that's two good questions. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely going to say something to him while I'm checking in. And he's like right there, five feet away. Um, but we definitely got to get that win because I was telling him it's still 2 1. So um, I'm excited for that. And yeah, I'm, and I feel like uh, that game's going to be special. Like, we already, you know, we got two wins to get him. So we'll see what happens. So, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so again, you know, just love how much he lights up whenever I ask him the question. And, you know, <laughs> I could, couldn't even get my full question out before he was like, oh, I knew somebody was going to ask me this. And, uh, you know, AJ just he's so innocent. And I mean that in the, the best way possible. He just seems like the the most genuine dude ever. Um, so such a nice guy. But lo- loved his answer. You know, uh, I guess I'm kind of start like prefacing what I'm about to say uh, about his answer with that is because because of how nice he is and all that. I was kind of expecting that maybe he'd be like, oh, it's going to be so big. But, you know, like I, I kind of just hope that both of us have a really good time and all of that, you know, really soak it in. No, no, no. That showed he's a, he's a true competitor. He was like, hey, man, I'm two and one against him right now. Like, I got to keep that going. So. Um, he's like, I'm definitely going to say something to him as I'm checking in. And, you know, I'm sure it'll, it won't be anything too harsh, but I'm sure depending on the score of the game, it, it, you know, it, it may it may be a little bit of smack talk. So that was just so cool to see and so excited for him and his family, it, you know, everyone in his family. His dad's now an NBA head coach of a of a team in the Milwaukee Bucks that very well could be holding up the Larry O'Brien at the end of the year. So. Um, and AJ is obviously going into his second year where he's going to have an even bigger role on a team that could very well be a top four seed in the East. So this is, you know, a big year for the Griffin family. So super happy for them. And, uh, you know, just so can't can't wait for uh, I believe it's the third game of the season that we play the Bucks. So pretty early on that we'll be able to see this. So it'll be it'll be pretty, pretty fun. Um but yeah, no, we'll go ahead and uh, we, we got we got a few more questions. So we'll we'll, we'll wrap up the episode on this. Uh, next couple questions were for our main guy, DeJounte Murray. Uh, you know, the first question just kind of asking about how he's, you know, experienced his time in Atlanta so far and, you know, what what has he enjoyed the most about it? And second question is actually about our international game in Mexico City and what he is most excited for about playing on the world stage like that. And I don't believe he picked up my second part about has he brushed up on his Spanish at all. 
Um, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I bet he has. Um, so yeah, no, we'll go and roll those two clips for you guys. Hey, DeJounte. Um, you've been in Atlanta for a year now. Uh, how do you feel the city has impacted you this last year? And what have you enjoyed most about being here? I mean, I love the culture, you know, I love what they stand for, uh, you know, and, and like I said, continue to just get comfortable and, and learn the city, learn the history, you know, you know, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, but like I said, I love it here. Uh, you know, even the impact, you know, I love the culture. Like I said, I can relate to a lot of it. So, you know, we feel well uh, and I continue to, you know, live here longer and, you know, continue to learn about everything about it. The uh, Hawks have another international game this year playing in Mexico City. Um, I was just curious, what 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 are you excited most about playing on a world stage like that? And have you brushed up on your Spanish at all? I mean, I, I've, in San Antonio, I've been there, what, three times. So, you know, I'm familiar with going over to Mexico. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere, you know, from, you know, off the floor to, to on the floor. It's going to be a, you know, high excitement game. Uh, the fans love basketball. And, you know, as everybody, if you haven't been there, you will see, you know, and if you've been there, you understand and know that. And, uh, you know, I'm always down to, like I said, play basketball at the highest level. And, you know, the fans is a big part of it. So, to see the NBA continue to expand and, you know, have these games, you know, in another country just shows where, you know, basketball is going, you know, for, from a U.S. standpoint. So with his, his first answer uh, about, you know, living in Atlanta and, and what he's enjoyed most about it, uh, I think he kept it pretty short and sweet, which is more than OK. You know, I, they don't owe us these, you know, long drawn answers or anything like that. Um I, I, I think I probably would have enjoyed him to going maybe in one more level of detail about what he likes about Atlanta. But, you know, he mentioned that he loves the culture and that him and his family have fit right in. So, uh, you know, that's something that I'm obviously super happy for them because, you know, I, I feel like the culture of a city can be very different depending on what city you're going to in the NBA. Uh, and, you know, depending on what your previous culture was or the culture that you grew up in or whatever it may be, it just may not be super similar and it may be a little bit of a culture shock and, and a hard adjustment or what, whatever uh, the case may be. And uh, just, just, you know, glad to hear that for DeJounte Murray and his family, it hasn't really been that way because, um, you know, as as he said in the, the clip, they fit right in. So, um, you know, super, super happy for DeJounte Murray and, and hoping that because of his happiness and fitting right in and, and his growing love of Atlanta, that, you know, he gets that extra push and motivation and extra push and drive to uh, get get us that championship, right? You know, you got to have guys on your team that actually love the city and, and want to see us as fans be able to celebrate a championship with them. Right. So uh, I, I, I definitely loved his answer. His second answer about Mexico city. Again, I, I, I figured he would probably bring up his, his time in San Antonio with that. And that, you know, they had played there before, um, you know, and that he's familiar with playing in Mexico. Part of his answer though, that I, I will admit, and I, I guess I, you know, need to brush up on, on my, world basketball knowledge a little bit more, but I, I guess I wasn't super aware that Mexico was, you know, very, very big into basketball as a nation. So um, that's super cool, man. I, I, you know, obviously you, you want to, you want to go put on international games in areas that actually love the sport. So I'm, you know, super happy for the fans of Mexico city that are going to be able to see that they're going to be able to see teams in the Atlanta Hawks and the Orlando Magic that, you know, I mean, I I think we have a lot of star players on our team and the Magic have a lot of young star players on our team. So it should be a pretty, pretty good game, actually. Uh, but yeah, no, you know, his his approach to it where, 
um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to use the word company, man, but he's like, you're being kind of like a company man. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, this is going to help grow the NBA on a world stage. And obviously the more the NBA grows, the more his personal brand can grow. And just, you know, obviously he loves the sport. He loves the association. That's, that's what he wants to see. So, um, I don't know. It's uh pr- pretty cool. Uh, I excited for those games myself and, um, you know, I'm sure DeJounte Murray will put on a show for the, the good people in Mexico city. Um, but yeah, no, we will actually get, get everybody out of here on this last question. It was, he was actually one of the last people to come to the podium all day. Um, and that's our guy, big O, as you saw, he was actually interviewing people with us. Um, I was right in front of him as he was doing that. So my, my angle on my camera, it looks like I'm like on the ground cause he's so tall. Um, but, uh, but no, big O was awesome. I loved hearing his answers and, you know, I just had a question about his mom for him real quick and we'll go ahead and uh, let you guys hear that answer. Hey, Anyeka, um, your mom is a registered nurse and uh, I was just wondering how that has influenced you and your approach to the game at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I do it for my family all the time. My mom, you know, my, uh, my rock, sorry, I do everything for her and my little ones uh, back on the West Coast. West Coast. Um, you know, she just supposed me to be a good person and be true to myself, you know, everything in life, you know, trying to be a good human being, you know, everything else is set here. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, I asked him a question about his mom because I, you know, a couple things. One, I actually grew up with my mother being a registered nurse as well. So it's kind of something I am decently familiar with and what they have to go through and, uh, you know, what they are able to provide for our communities with the, the care and service that they they give these families and, and you know, times of, of very, very hard times. Um, so I definitely wanted to hear his answer. And, uh, you know, if anybody is familiar with Onyeka's family situation, you know, he has lost a couple of very dear family members to him. So, uh, you know, I knew asking about his mom may be a little touchy so uh i am incredibly thankful for him sharing some some you know um emotion on that and sharing you know his feelings on that and uh you know i just obviously my heart goes out to him for for the losses that he's had and you know i know it means that someone like his mother who is still here with him it just means that he holds holds even that relationship even more dear than before so um you know i I loved his answer uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I got to admit, you know, he, he was goofing around all day cause that's his personality. And it was hilarious. He was cracking everybody up all day. And then when, you know, I asked him about his mom, he got super serious and, um, I don't know. I, it's, it was, it's not, it's not something that you want to see, but it was, it was, it was, you know, it was nice to see, it was nice to see him, you know, talk about his mom in such a loving and respectful manner. And uh, I just can only imagine what, what he's gone through and and what he emphasizes when it comes to family at this point. So again, Anyeka, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was, um, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed hearing that. Uh, but yeah, no, as I said, we'll, we'll go ahead and get you guys out of here on that one. Uh, you know, it was, <laughs> it was an incredible day, guys. It was something that, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, but it certainly won't be the last. So, uh, you know, just be looking out for more stuff from Hawks Fan TV this upcoming season. As I said, look out for that season preview episode that we're going to be doing 
uh, in here in another week or so. Uh, but we'll be doing the weekly episodes as well after that, once the season gets into full force. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, thank you for the support as always. Um, definitely check out all of our articles and other cool content at hawksfantv.com. Follow us on Twitter, excuse me, Twitter slash X, whichever one you want to call it. Instagram at hawksfantv. And uh, just be on the lookout for more because we're going to we're going to keep it coming. Um, sounds good. As always, guys, go Hawks. <laughs>